everyone, and thanks for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ranch Bawa podcast. This will be probably a little bit of a different episode. As always, I'm Stu Thibodeau, and with me is Ranch Bawa. And Ranch, how are you doing today? I'm well, Stu. Thank yeah. you very much. I'm doing really well. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm glad to be doing this with you and sort of coming back to a little bit of reality here. Yeah, and about 10 feet apart here, too. Exactly, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Social distancing to the best. Absolutely. Yeah. So today we're recording this on March 31st. Um, we've, we feel it was kind of time to kind of try to come back and give you guys something to sort of take your mind off of how the world's kind of going these days. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's a, it's an interesting time, Stu. It's like, it's, it's a point that no one's ever seen before, undoubtedly. And that's an obvious point, but I think coming to everyone today and our listeners and grateful that you've joined us here is that we're looking to be of service in terms of a conversation today, because in a sense, when I thought about us coming in and doing this recording together, I thought about the idea of, you know, we're all in this together. We've heard this, a lot of people saying this from the medical community to the the educational community to the families. We, we are all in this together. This is a global situation. And one of the intentions that you and I have today with our listeners is to really come together as a team and have a conversation together as a team and provide some ideas, some strategies, some thoughts, and really get into the vulnerabilities of, of what we're feeling here, as well as the points of strength that I think we can leverage to steadily move through this time. And I'll emphasize it again, together, because really unity, connection, purpose, gratitude, there's so many pillars that we can stand upon. And in doing so together, we have a higher opportunity and chance to really move through this. Yeah, I, I'm I'm on my what is about to be my third week of of isolation, so to right, speak. Right. I had a holiday canceled, so you know I've been on the roller coaster of emotions, mentally and physically, mm-hmm. and what what to do with all this time that we have, where you know the structure is all over the place. So, what would you say? How can we mentally, emotionally handle this situation? Yes, yeah, th- yeah, thanks, dude. I yeah. you know I look back, I I remember um, Thursday, March twelfth, and I remember that night because remember that day because that's the day the NHL decided to to step back from their operations and, and suspend the season the night before it was the NBA. And I remember thinking, looking at that thinking, wow, this is, this is serious. This is significant. And I thought very bold of the leadership to do that. And then we went into that weekend and then, you know, you asked me here about, you know, how do we move through this mentally, emotionally? I think for me, looking back on Monday, March 16th, I remember it distinctly because that evening, that's when, that day, it seemed to really get real. Mm-hmm. The kids, uh, the 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 community here, uh, the, actually the whole province of Alberta, I believe the night before on Sunday, suspended school. And that was it. The classes were canceled indefinitely. And I, again, having two young children, we thought, wow, this is, this is getting really real. And then that night came along and part of our business uh, suspended our training business, training operations, understandably so for the safety of our our staff, our, our clients, and everyone coming in and out of the facility and the community at large. And I remember that night, Stu, going into it, I felt uh, very conscious, just em- embracing it. And then that night I felt sad. Yeah. I felt really sad. It was the first time I felt like that in a long time. And I remember sitting quietly in my basement, um, just spoken to my wife and the kids. I went downstairs and I just sat quietly. The dimmers were on and I sat with my hands folded in front of me, 
and just sat quietly. Almost felt like I was in a locker room after a game. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm, first of all, it was hard to believe it. Secondly, I was kind of looking ahead to what this all meant. A lot of unknowns, but one thing I do remember, and that's one thing I, I wanted to tell this brief story to answer your question about emotionally and mentally, how do we handle this, is I remember really just embracing that and really sitting in that space of sadness and not fighting through it. And I will say when I was younger, Stu, obviously we've never been through a global pandemic, but I look back to my younger years and perhaps when I was younger, I may have tried to fight through that mm-hmm. and just battle my way through the feelings and not really feel them. And, you know, in this situation, I thought this is such a, a shock and, and such a change. And at that time, two weeks ago, we didn't really know the full yeah. extent of this. And I, I wanted to encourage our listeners to really embrace and invite in those feelings that you feel. It's one thing to to dwell on them for a long time, but it's another thing, a very important thing, element to embrace them and to sit in that space and time and to understand that feeling something or going through the shock of something is a physiological, emotional, and mental experience. And for me, that's one thing in and I thought, you know, going through that discomfort and inviting it in, what I found was I was able to have a talk with myself. Whereas if I buried away, I, you know, you could go into other spheres of your mind. You can start doing habits and things that don't serve you or the people around you. And I felt that stepping into that really helped me. How about yourself? Yeah. Like I like how you mentioned the first kind of Thursday when the things were announced and Friday when uh, it kind of took over. Like I, w- I was supposed to leave for Phoenix that Friday, the 13th, uh, for a whole week uh, with a trip with my father. And uh, we canceled it Thursday morning. Wow. Uh, just based on the news of the NBA canceling. And we didn't see it happen. And then it was like every, it seemed like every hour something new was happening. Right. I remember being at work on that Thursday, that day, baseball then decided to cancel. It, so we were going for spring training. None of that was going to happen. So by the time I'm on holidays now, just at home on Monday, it was super, super overwhelming. And it's something that we've talked about in recent podcasts. It just felt like every time you looked at the news or every time you looked at Twitter or social media, something else was happening and it was the numbers were increasing and you're just like, what is going on? Yeah. And then it was slowly, everything was slowly. Now everyone's at home. Right. And so I, I definitely felt a certain overwhelmed feeling the first few days. And then it's sort of like I said, sort of been a roller coaster. Like I've had good days. You know, you check in with your friends, you check in with your family, you get to talk to them. And then there's days of just like, you're just there by yourself. (laughs) It's just like, how am I, you know, coping mentally with this? That's the struggle I've had is really, you know, trying to keep myself sort of structured as much as I can and still kind of come out the other end of an, of an, of a productive day. Well said. Yeah. You know, and, and having these initial emotions and mental processes that we go through are so important because I believe in the human condition, you don't skip any steps then. What happens is that you actually feel the full force of your sentiments, your fear. And a lot of times, we, we've talked about this a bit in the past, is that by by making friends with your fear, welcoming it in, it's not easy. Yeah. It's actually very uncomfortable. But by doing so, I, I believe we connect to a younger part of ourselves. Like that child within all of us is always looking for the why. You think of young kids, right? They always want to know why. Yeah. And and all of us, whether we're ch- younger people listening to this podcast, older people, whatever the age, we all have a younger version of ourselves looking to make sense of it. Because think of when we were little, Stu, 
and it was dark at night and you heard a sound or you saw something that you thought was something else in your room and it scared you. Mm-hmm. We're in that right now. And yeah. so, so by embracing that fear and that unknown and welcoming it in, your eyes, so to speak, adapt to the dark. And when your eyes adapt to the dark, you start to see a little more clearly. You know, when you have a light on in a room and then you turn off the light, you can't see it. You can't see anything. Yeah. It's pitch black. A couple minutes later, you can actually see slightly still dark, but you can see a little bit better. Mm. And I think that's where we are right now. And from a mental and emotional standpoint also, I, man, I really feel this is, it, it really elicits an opportunity within us as well to find the best versions of our strength. Now, does that happen overnight? No. And you said a great thing. It does go up and down. I listened to a great piece by Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson, the rock. Yeah. And he's a, just such a genuine, authentic fellow. And he was speaking from his home gym the other day and he spoke about, you know, he talked about the 50, 50 cents. He 50% of the time he's on fire and he's feeling good and he's productive. And he said very authentically, he said other days, I'm just not there. Mm-hmm. I'm finding my way through. And, and he wasn't complaining, wasn't abdicating responsibility, but he was just being human. And I think that ability to be authentic with ourselves from an emotional and mental standpoint allows us to then step into strength, resilience, teamwork, and connection. Now, does that all have to happen at the same time? Nope. Because I still think there's a lot of shock. Yeah. And I still think there's a lot of adjustment to this whole new way of living, massively new way of living. But I would say from an initial standpoint, there's a real dichotomy. And, I, and for those of us and listeners who are still going through that, perhaps you have people who are, you know, on the front lines or, you know, even dealing with the, with the COVID-19 virus, or you've got aging parents who are self-isolating, or you've got young children who are navigating being out of school, or there's perhaps friends or yourself who've been laid off. There's just a lot of factors here. So there's no real one answer on how to do it. What the key is though, is to welcome it in and embrace it. Mm-hmm. A lot of times uh, what happens is, and again, people are doing the best they can, but it's easy to move ourselves toward poor habits, you know, things that don't serve us to numb ourselves and that's going to happen. But the premise is, is to call upon and fortify ourselves with as much strength and purpose as we can from a mental standpoint in these initial stages. Yeah, so you mentioned being present and really embracing kind of your emotions and how those are coming up when you're dealing with this. What other steps have you taken or do you think people should take to kind of help themselves balance off the the time that they have here by themselves or with friends, locked up with friends? Yeah, yeah. There, there's a, I believe there's a castle that resides in all of us and it's a pristine place. And inside that castle in our hearts is the ability to care for ourselves at the very base of human condition. And I would say one of the elements of self-care or of, of presence is being, is being caring for self, is really getting the rest we need, staying hydrated. Uh, ultimately, we are being asked to stay at home, and I understand that, and I've got a lot of respect for the metal community, community guiding us in that direction. That being said, the outdoors, there's fresh air, mm. and, and caring for ourselves and getting outdoors. And, and, you know, another piece of that is looking at the skies, Stu. Looking at the sky, like seeing the openness of the sky is a healing process, whether it be the night sky or the morning sky. Getting ourselves to a state where we feel connected to our physiology, we're choosing you know, the best foods we can at home, 
really staying well hydrated during the day and then physically moving our bodies, whether that be going up and down the stairs in our homes, walking around the block, obviously being socially isolated or distant from other people walking by, but being really responsible for our self-care. I think that's a big piece of a, of staying present mm-hmm. and keeping our emotions and mentality even. Yeah, I know there was a, f- a few days there where I felt like I didn't even leave the house for a couple of days and I just needed to like, I needed to see outside. Yeah. So like I, yeah. I went for a walk or I went for a drive right. just to kind of like see the world again. Yes. And that just, it just made me feel like a lot better in that moment. Would you say you saw it through a new set of eyes too? Yeah. I definitely appreciated it more. That's for sure. Interesting. Yeah. Right? Everything looks just a little different Yeah, and it's a little quieter out there too. Yeah. You know, another element of that, you talk about being present and, and how to deal with it is I, I think game planning the day is really important. We've mm-hmm. talked about this before is the night before, even if it's two or three things that you're planning to do the next day is have them written down mm-hmm. or be really conscious of them and have that as almost the closing chapter of the night so that when you get up the next day, we're connected to purpose because so many things have been turned upside down. So many things are abnormal. So many things are, we're just not accustomed to them. So another element of, of, of self-care and being present is having a personal game plan on how you're going to conduct yourself the next day. And if that, if that entails rest and watching a movie and, and actually taking a mental break, fantastic. Mm-hmm. If it takes learning something or getting on a go-to meeting or connecting with people at the office, excellent. If it means sitting down with the kids and going through some math pages with them, great. If it means having a family dinner that you're planning the, the night before and that you're going to prepare the rest, whatever it may be, create purpose. And what that does, it provides another anchor for our mentality as we go through this very challenging time. Yeah. It's certainly a way to still remain, you know, productive and positive with the days coming. I mean, I, I certainly, I don't have kids, so I don't envy these people that are now have their kids home the whole day and not getting any energy out at school. I mean, that's, that's a challenge of its own, but it's certainly a way to really kind of be productive on these days. I know it's, I know it's varied with how I've presented them each day. I think this yeah. is the most I've ever played indoor hockey in my life. <laughs> I bet, yeah. <laughs> my little guy, yeah. he's really enjoying playing yeah. with his... T- We've had some good games down there, <laughs> Stu. <laughs> but, uh, you know, this element we talked about is is really, I think, also another thing I want to mention with this, with this whole approach is this Japanese term in martial arts called zanshin. And what zanshin is, it's it's a term that really means alertness and a higher state of awareness. And when we're in this state of adapting to something so new. And as we said before, that can be shocking and ever changing. This idea of Zanshin of being aware allows us to feel. When you're aware, you become present. When you become present, you can make choices. When you make choices, you become empowered. That's the opportunity here. Is it complicated? Let's not make it. We do not have to be wide on this. It's an opportunity to go deep, connect with people we love, take good care of ourselves, be inherently focused on the moment. And when we need rest, when we feel stressed, when we feel down, when it's pushing back against us, when our chest feels heavy, create time and space. Step out the front door, look at the sky, sit on the couch quietly and sit in gratitude. Those are some ideas with respect to how to handle a time like this. You mentioned uh, staying connected there. How, how do you think we stay connected as a society? I know my group of friends, we have a group text that's been pretty active in these couple of weeks. We FaceTimed as a group together. Mm. 
uh, you know, just to say hi, but you could still feel like it's just, it's not the same. We need to get together somewhere to hang out yeah. and be together. So it's, how, how do you think we get, we can do that? Great question. Yeah. Great question. I, I, I believe the first element is being connected with ourselves too. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. And one thing I'd invite our listeners to do in the morning is to have a morning ritual, have something whereby it's a, a meditation, a moment of gratitude, um, sitting quietly, exercise, anything that really grounds you in the morning. Because when you connect yourself in that day, really, that's all we have. If you really think about this whole thing that we're in right now, whether COVID-19 pandemic or not, you only have today. So by connecting within ourselves and reminding ourselves of what we stand for, what our purpose is, what our value may be that day, even just the simple state of gratitude allows us then to connect with others. And one, one uh, strategy I thought I'd present today to our listeners is each week, and I've been doing this and it's really helped. Each week, Stu, I think of three people that I can inspire. Who can I call? Who can I email? Who can I text? Who can I FaceTime and inspire? Is it my parents? Is it my, a friend from the past? Is it a client? Is it a teammate? Three people that week that I can inspire. Then I choose three people that I can contact that I know are going to uplift me. Something they'll say, a way they kind of take a look at life, their optimism, a funny story. You know, the other day, my son and I, he's, he's only nine. And I was talking about this uh, hockey downstairs. Yeah. We we're playing. So we, uh, we had a best of seven series, too. And uh, <laughs> it sounds we, very familiar we, we, to my youth. <laughs> <laughs> small nets. Yeah. Small sticks. And yeah. it was a, it was a, it was a battle. That's exciting. And, you know, he, I saw my little guy having so much joy on a weekday mm-hmm. in the middle of the day playing indoor hockey with his dad. Yeah. And it put a big smile on my face. And we had a great laugh after finding people who can uplift us and taking the opportunity to inspire others. So to your point on connection, you know, there's a lot of different ways that we can connect. Sometimes I think putting some intention behind it allows us to even have more, I would say it it touches our heart even deeper when you're thinking to yourself, Hey, how can I, who can I help right now? Who can I serve? And how can I ask for help? That's a key point to this conversation in all of this. And I would encourage our listeners to do this. Please ask for help, reach out, talk. When you feel sad, when you don't feel good, if you're feeling challenged, talk about it. Don't hold it in. We're in this together. That would be my thought around the connection piece. No, I, I couldn't have said it better on that. I feel like, uh, in a way I've, I've sort of done that without even acknowledging the fact that I was reaching out to people. I've mm-hmm. kind of, I've definitely contacted some friends that I don't talk to as much and just to check on them. And that's been, it just puts a smile on your face when you actually hear back from them and everyone's doing good. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, you know, we talk about sometimes in the past where all the social media has disconnected people Yeah, because people are, are not necessarily talking. And now in many ways, it's our one, it's our only form of mm-hmm. connection. And then I feel that it's being done a lot more consciously and, and, yeah. and it's being used as a tool to truly connect. Certainly with more of a purpose, that's for sure. I Very find well that. said, yeah. yes, yeah. absolutely. So how do you think we're going to look back on all this? Mm. Uh, we still, you know, as of today, it's still more things are getting delayed, more things. We don't really have an end in sight. Cases are still growing because more tests are happening. What do you think we're going to look back on this in 10 years and think, 
2020 started off real weird. Yeah, no question. Yeah. Very, very um, dynamic start to this year, to this decade, as a matter of fact. Yeah. I asked someone the other day, I said, um, if we were speaking on the phone at the end of March in 2023, three years from now, what would you remember about yourself? How did you handle this time? What was your story? Because the reality is, Stu, right from young children to seniors and everyone in between, we're all going to have a story about this time. hundred years from now, it'll be a story that other people are reading about us. Yeah. Because none of us will be here. Fascinating, isn't that? Mm-hmm. It'll be part of history. So how do we, how do we want to look back on this? I think is really connecting to the story, is choosing response over reaction, is embracing the opportunity to learn something new. Yeah. Taking the time to dream and to create and to be innovative and to look at new ways of doing things and really recognizing that this is an opportunity for us amidst all the adversity to rise up and be the best versions of ourselves, to choose response over reaction. Oftentimes when we get stressed, reaction does happen. That's just being human. But how did we respond? How did we step up? How did we do our part in this global initiative, in this global team to socially isolate, to take care of others, to reach out as we talked about before, to give people a shot at hope? Because reality is due. This will be part of the story. It'll be another deep chapter with dark black ink that's in the realm of all of us. And everyone will have a different version. Um, and in that, you know, I would also say, and I'd be remiss if I didn't, is a real honor and appreciation and gratitude for all our frontline health workers. And we look at how we're going to look back on this time is that I did a post recently, an email and a Instagram. I talked about those many people in the past of the world wars who fought on the front lines and in the trenches. And even to this day, we still defend our way of life in the military. Then I thought of all these health workers and nurses, doctors, support staff, first responders, and the stories that they must have on a daily basis of having to look death in the eye and yet have the capacity to do everything they can to support those in peril and in danger. And I think that's another thing we're going to look back on. The definition of hero just got defined in a new way. It's and, definitely a giant takeaway from all of this is yeah. really how necessary that industry is for our survival. It's incredible. Yeah. And so to answer your question on those, all those levels, I think we're going to have a story and there's going to be a, a generational story of how those who defended our way of life and our health and our well-being are going to be the heroes of this time and this generation and this era. And we salute all of them and we send them our very, very best thoughts mm-hmm. for their safety and their well-being and, and, and their, their mental health and everything that they're doing to protect us. A hundred percent. I definitely uh, want to jump on that as well and uh, really thank everyone for taking the time to listen to us today. And uh, hopefully we can bring a little bit of brightness to uh, when you are listening to this in this uh, unknown times. Yes. And uh, Randy, do you have anything else to add that you want to leave everyone with uh, today? You know what? I, I thank you, Stu. I thank you uh, for this time today. Uh, we're in a dynamic time, but our listeners, for those of you who've been with us for a lot of our podcasts, thank you for that. And I wanted just to mention a couple of resources that might help. There's a, a great group throughout of uh, Utah and Michigan called Plenty Consulting. Jennifer Mulholland and 
Jeff Shuck. They do some excellent work. P-L-E-N-T-Y, plentyconsulting.com. Wonderful resources on their website, meditations, some updates on the coronavirus and how to cope. And they're just, they're wonderful, authentic people who are doing such a service to our community and the, and the worldwide um, consciousness of how to move through this time. So I'd recommend that. And another thing I'd like to say is that for all our listeners is keep taking one day at a time. We are in this together. It's, it's probably one of the, the toughest battles of our, of our generation. And yet, as long as we stay grateful, stay connected, take care of ourselves, take care of each other, be strong. You know, there are times when you're not going to feel good. There's times when you feel sad. That's okay. Bring it in. But when you do stand tall, stand with everything you've got. And then figuratively, hold someone else's hand. Obviously, we're socially and physically apart from people. But visualize that. See where we're going to be at the end of all this. Amidst the, the sadness and the memories of those who we will have lost, is remember what it took to get through this together. So we're here for you. Uh, thank you for being here with us. And Stu, thank you for uh, this time today. I'm grateful. We look forward to getting back in touch with everyone on this. And we've got some other resources on blogs on my website, ranchbawa.com, and some other podcasts that may help you on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play. Most importantly, thank you all your listeners. Take care of yourselves. Thank you again.